Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. Healthcare Experience Matters podcast. We're back with a brand new episode featuring our guest today, Missy Moorhead. She is a patient experience and engagement specialist with Lee Health, which is headquartered in Fort Myers, Florida. And I'm going to have her introduce herself right now, tell us a little bit about her professional background, and then also tell us about what her current role with Lee Health entails. Welcome to the show, Missy. Thanks, Casey. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me to to join today. Um, So a little bit about my background. I have been a nurse for, it's coming up on 29 years. So I can't believe next year I'll actually be celebrating my 30th anniversary as being a nurse. It was my first career, um, my only professional career, and I haven't regretted a moment. Um, I spent 23 years in the neonatal ICU And um, there I honed my skills on communication and connection for sure. So um, you want to learn something about communication, be with parents and family of a sick infant, and you will really be able to develop those communication skills. In my 40s, I decided I would go back for my master's degree. And so once I completed my master's degree, I started to, um, I was a clinical supervisor in the neonatal ICU at that time. And I started to explore uh, career opportunities. Not that I wanted to leave the NICU, I would go back there in a heartbeat. I loved my team, I loved the work. But when I started to explore my opportunities, I interviewed for this patient experience and engagement specialist position. And I wasn't really sure what it was all about. However, the two leaders that um, that initially interviewed me, when I kind of asked them that question, not really sure, like, what exactly is this work? And um, I was reassured that this work was what I had been doing as a nurse at the bedside for the past 23 years. It's about communication. And well, there's a lot of evidence-based practices that we use. So So I started my journey with patient experience four years ago. I spent three years in acute care um, where I really worked with leadership and physicians. Um, We did a lot of work around nurse leader roundings in the acute care setting and also um, MDRN rounding. And um, I was brought into by a hospitalist uh, to support collaborative effort to develop that program. And um, so that was really, um, that was a big focus of my work in acute care. And then um, now I'm working for LPG, which is Lee Physician Group, as um, their support for patient experience. So I'm in the ambulatory care setting, working with physicians, providers, their leaders, and their staff. So that is my history and what I'm currently doing with Lee Health. Given your background, given your dedication to patient care and the patient experience, you know what what do you love most about it, and what fuels your passion for this line of work that you know gets you excited to to come back to work every day? What I was told at the beginning of my um, with the beginning of my career with patient experience is that we are connectors. That's what we do as patient experience specialists. And but what that means is, you know we're really helping. Uh, the people that work in healthcare to connect with compassion, 
it's a human experience, right? It's the caregivers and the patients and the families. And so when we're able to connect with um, compassion, we build trust and we have better communication and that leads to patient compliance and better safety and quality and care. And so when I can connect those dots for people to see that it's not all about tasking, we're so busy and there's a lot of things to do every day. But when I can help um, our, our healthcare providers and the people that work for Lee Health to see how important that compassionate connection is, that is what, that's what really like gets me excited about it because you kind of see a light bulb go off. Um, and it's not intentional that they didn't mean to be compassionate or not caring. It's just to understand how important that compassion is as we deliver healthcare. Now into one of my favorite questions. I definitely want to know something about you or your life or your family that is interesting and that just we wouldn't find on your CV. Okay. Well, I love dogs and I have, um, I swore to my family that I would never have more than two dogs in my house. And I currently have three. And <laughs> so I've got two Boston Terriers and my daughter, uh, we've had bo- we had boxers our whole life growing up when, when my kids were little, and she really missed the boxer breed, and so she begged me and begged me to get her own dog. Well, it's kind of a co ownership, right? When they when they live in our house, so but I just feel you know dogs are just content to be with you. They bring me a lot of joy. Um, it's true they have unconditional love. That's interesting. Does, is there any connection between the? Um, work that you do and 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 the comfort and care that a dog brings. What do you think about that? Yes, absolutely. So we actually with Lee Health, we have amazing volunteers um, at the hospitals that actually bring in their dogs that are trained to visit patients. And I their therapy, right? Their therapy dogs. Um, actually, Golisano um, Children's Hospital has a employee. He is a golden retriever. Yeah, he's a golden retriever, and I cannot remember the name right now, but that dog is actually handled by um, our child developmental specialist, and they go in and do therapy and um, are there for the patient. So I think, yeah, dog therapy, it really, really can help people um, to, for stress relief and help them with their health. I know they do. My dogs do that for me, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, there's definitely a connection there between your love for dogs and the, you know, compassion and loyalty that the dogs bring and the calm that Mm -hmm. they bring, I believe, Mm -hmm. to the work that you're doing. Now I want to just move on to what we love talking about most on this podcast, and that's elevating the patient experience. So Mm -hmm. individuals out there working in patient care, you know, what kind of things can they do to go above and beyond when it comes to elevating that patient experience? Right. So we do, we teach a lot of different um, things, like perhaps a, a communication framework for introducing yourself or using some kind of standard practice where you are consistently conveying um, a message of welcome and connection. So, so that's, you know, consistency and behavior is really um, something important to connect with patients. But to me, Again, one of the most thing, the biggest things whenever I'm real, working with, let's say, um, front desk. If I'm working with uh, people that are at the front desk greeting patients, um, or if you're, or if you're greeting patients in the hospital, you're the first face that they see is, 
we have to start to understand what's behind behavior of other people. Because when people are coming to the hospital, they're not usually the best version of themselves. A lot of times they're hurting or a loved one is sick. And so we see behaviors from people that sometimes um, what we need to do is kind of stay out of judgment and don't don't let those people steal your joy for what you're doing every day because it's not personal, right? So as long as we know that we're in the service of serving hurting people, I think that superpower is to not let yourself get bent out of shape when the people in front of you are are hurting. And so if I could really give a tip to, you know, new people in the medical field is is to really know when people are lashing out at you, it's it's usually, it's not personal. It's usually because they're coming from a place where they need us to help them and understand them as a human and really to exhibit love and c- compassionate care. So. Yeah, that is a fantastic answer. Um, now, I want to know about your work with nurse and hospitalist rounding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what have you learned through these years of experience? That, that you've had um, that our listeners might find valuable or might even be able to implement in their own institution? Yeah. Um, when we look at MD nurse rounding, it really isn't just, um, you know, taking the nurse and the doctor into the room and just talking to the patient. You really have to look at a format. Um, we we developed, the patient experience team developed and utilized a, an observation tool. And it really looked at different behaviors um, and the way we communicate with the patient in the room. Um, so what it would look at is, you know, teamwork. So it's, it's important for the nurse and the physician to enter the room together as a united team to also manage each other up, you know we're here to round on you today. Um, if I'm the physician, I might say, Hey, I see Casey's your nurse today. Uh, you've been in, in incredible hands. Let's start some rounds and talk about your care for the day. And so I'm managing up the nurse that's caring for the patient at the bedside as a physician, you know, that builds a trust, um, that the patient has in the team. And then that will result in them being more compliant with the team's recommendation for care. Um, when you're looking at those behaviors, um, you know, have them be evidence-based. For instance, we know if a physician sits at the bedside, the patient perceives that they're there longer and they they actually research shows that they are, the patient will say that that was a more positive experience. So be aware of body language, the way that we're talking, um, making sure that we're validating understanding. So when the doctor is rounding on the patient, you know, it's easy to say, so do you understand everything that we talked about today? And usually the patient will be, say, yes, I've seen this happen in nursing practice. And then the doctor walks out of the room and the family would say to me, I don't, can you please explain to me what he just talked about? I didn't understand it. Right. So we think that great communication has taken place um, when it actually hasn't because we haven't really validated. So I would ask the physician to consider saying to the patient, okay, we've talked about a few really important things today. Can you please summarize for me, you know, what you heard today as our next steps? So it's, but it's really putting together a tool that you can use as a team to reflect on what was said and done in the room with the patient and how you can work on those behaviors. I think the tool that we have has like 15 steps on it, but it's really just a few components. It's like opening the skills of the round, closing, and then thanking the patient. So um, if I were working on a successful MDRN rounding, I would really look at the evidence-based practices that can be used 
and creating a tool where you can observe and then do some reflection. The other big thing um, with MDRN rounding is peer-to-peer support from physicians. So when I was called in to um, work at one of the hospitals by the LPG hospitals leader for that practice, um, we did talk about peer-to-peer um, coaching and to have a physician champion because, you know, it's it's easier to take uh, that constructive criticism or say, this is what really worked for me, or here's an opportunity. And I've seen success with my patients when I've done this or I've said this. And it really works better than an outsider coming in and saying, now you should do XYZ. So peer-to-peer support is very crucial, um, I think, in making those changes that you want to see. And um, eventually that will that will start to do some culture changes in the way you practice medicine. Missy Moorhead has been our guest today, a patient experience and engagement specialist with Lee Health. And it's been a fantastic conversation. I usually send the guest the opportunity to have the final word. So if there's anything else that you wanted to mention um, before we wrap it up here, Missy, please let us know. So on a personal note, if you are a healthcare provider or you get the opportunity to work with and coach other providers, I think it's so important to teach the power of uh, the pause, right? So we have these this opportunity um, to have these amazing encounters with families and patients. And we move quickly from one space to the next, one group of people to the next. So just teaching the power of pausing before you enter that next patient encounter, you know, reset. I know that people are busy and we don't have time to slow down, but we do, we have to like intentionally take a deep breath, slow down and enter um, into that new encounter. And so if I could teach people to just take a minute, um, not a minute, even just five seconds, a few deep breaths, clear your mind and go into with the next patient because creating that connection, uh, compassionate connection every time, every with every patient is so crucial. And, you know, on the busiest days in the NICU when I worked there, I, I really feel like we would literally run during the day a lot. We would go to emergency deliveries or if we had, you know, crucial things and the size of our NICU was the size of a football field. So we did a lot of walking, a lot of steps. And um, those busiest days, I would get in my car at the end of the day and I would literally just sit there in silence before I turned it on for my drive home. And most days I would be like, man, I am exhausted. And this was really a hard day. However, I really made some connections and made a huge difference in some families' lives. And I'd walk away knowing that what I did was really important and special. And I think that if we can really get to the point where we are embracing people, compassion, connection, and doing things that make sense, you know, there is evidence absolutely to follow to help us whenever we're learning how to do it. Um, I think that that changes healthcare. It really just makes it super rewarding. And you can go home at the end of the day knowing that you you helped people. And, uh, you know, being a caring person, caring for people is like, that's what's kept me in healthcare for this long. So that was a long uh, answer to your question, Casey, but it really is the power of pausing, I think. We'll we'll let that be the final takeaway for our listeners today, because I really think that's powerful. Missy Moorhead, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Casey. I appreciate you having me today. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.